0: Well, I have the privilege today of talking with Joe Shermer. He's the founder of Rises One Movement. Joe, tell the people what you have going on.
1: Yeah. Good morning, Milan. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in today. Uh, the Rises One Movement is something that was sent to me four years ago. A little bit about my background. I'm a 20-year real estate investor. I set the intention at 30 years old. I retired by the time I was 50, and I retired at 50 years old. And currently, presently in Milan, what I'm doing, I'm getting back into the game of real estate as I've been meditating now for the last four years, every single day, and what the internal voice has been telling me is to get back into the game, go out and serve the underserved, the world's greatest givers, which is our veterans.
0: Awesome. That's a, that's a powerful calling there.
1: So how do you, you get? It's, it's a big calling. And that's, you know, I... Go ahead. It is a big calling, and that's why uh, I believe it was a little bit of a setup when uh, Voice spoke to me about creating the Rises One Foundation and going out and creating the Rises One Movement. I believe that was a smaller mission, right? So he, what he was, what I believe was happening was they were setting me up, preparing me for this bigger mission of serving the underserved, the world's greatest givers, which is our veterans who have put their life on the line for us to be here today to be on this this podcast so thank you very much man for having me today
0: awesome so how did you how did you know that you needed to make this public not just have like the idea and you know be quiet about it maybe help a couple of people here or there how'd you know you wanted to do it on a bigger scale
1: uh that's that's not really how did you it's 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 a calling i believe right so there's not a how-to behind this this is something that you are right so once you're called to your purpose and what i found through my purpose and doing my meditation for a year and a half the voice said to me i am a connector i am a creator and i am a contributor and i believe that everybody listens to this message is are those three things but for me it's a higher calling right so when you're called to your purpose milan there's something that you can never be denied. It's like, well, we're born. Think about this, right? Here's, here's a, I talk about this in my book. I'm also author of the book, The Rises One, The Spiritual Awakening. So in my book, I talk about when the sperm is released, there's 97 million of them swimming towards one egg. And, and you fertilize the egg, I fertilize the egg. Everybody listen to this message, fertilize the egg. At that moment, you were chosen. And once you're chosen, that's the gift. But once you find your purpose, now you're living in integrity of why you were chosen. It's a whole deep level. You can tell I go pretty deep with this stuff. So for you new listeners that have never heard me speak before, I can go really deep. I can keep a service, but I love going deep because I believe that you can really feel the presence of why you were created and why you are here.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, It says a lot about you that you're able to not just believe that, but actually go for it. Because... You know, going from idea or calling or voice to actual action, a lot of people get hung up on that. You know, because they want all the answers now. They want to know how the pie is going to taste before they even go get the baking soda. You know, so there's always steps from uh, idea or from calling to fruition, and uh, I commend you on on making those steps.
1: Yeah, I believe you hit the nail on the head right there. It, it's not like a how it goes back to your first question. You said, how do I? How It's not how, it's who. Who do you need to become to live your purpose every single day? And that's what it is. I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is gratitude. What am I thankful for? Who am I thankful for? what what one thing I can be grateful for right today with what's going on in the world with this virus, I believe health is our number one priority. Once you have a healthy body, then a healthy mind and then a healthy spirit, guess what? you can overcome any obstacle because that's the God within you coming forward because you will never be denied when you step into your purpose into alignment with who you are, more importantly, who you're becoming Milan
0: absolutely absolutely. so, this big calling you, you talk about and, you know, the servicemen and women that you're there to challenge and to help. But what keeps you invigorated? What, what makes Joe keep going?
1: I believe that we are all part of the same. We are part of the whole. We are part of the collective. And that's where that message rise as one came from. Because if you think about it, I am you and you are me. We are all somewhere down the line. We have all connected even today, like the clothes that we wear, how many people actually had to pick the cotton or the items that were made from who put it together. Then we had to go to the store and somebody handled that. And then we buy it from the store. So, so many people, everything that we do in everyday life, the food, the, the fruits and vegetables, people bring those things to the grocery store and the truck drivers and everybody comes from the same cell basically, right? So you if we go back into biology. There's, individual cells so in our bodies there's 37 trillion cells somewhere along the line our cells are interconnected so i believe that when i look at you i see a part of me in you if until we all understand this we're going to have judgment we're going to have comparison and the reality is milan there's no comparison game here the only person you're getting better than is you every single day just moving forward a little bit i don't care if it's a quarter percent a half a percent or maybe one percent better every single day because if you get one percent better think about this if you get one percent better every day for 100 days you will be a hundred percent better than you were a hundred days ago and now do that three and a half times a year and see who you can become
0: yeah that's that's awesome i got goosebumps a little bit (laughs) but um you could feel you
1: could feel that right
0: yeah for for sure because i'm on the same road and you know starts with that little bit of surrendering and then you know not neglecting any part of your body because no like your mind body and spirit but no part is more noble or more humble or better than the other so taking care of all three is is a great um practice to have in order to get the most out of
1: your life Absolutely. And as you said that, what the voice said to me was the mind, body and spirit is very similar to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is the Trinity. So once we take that Trinity and turn it into who we are, and more importantly, who, like I said before, who we are becoming, because every single day we're evolving. You have one or two things you can do in this world. You can either grow or you can die, but you can't have anything in between. We're getting life. Or death so i choose growth every single day so that's what goes back to a quarter percent a half a percent one percent better as soon as you going because the soul wants to grow as soon as you stop doing those things you're going the other direction
0: yeah definitely you know like successful people write things down all the time and they read a lot obviously you wrote a book And I'm assuming that, you know, you didn't get your knowledge from anywhere or just out of the blue. So do you write a lot? Do you write down your goals and
1: journal a lot? That's a great question, because one of the things that I just took on a challenge this year, back in December, towards the end of the year, right around the 30th, 31st, as I was doing my meditation, the voice says, Joe, this year, you're going to do 365 Facebook lives which actually it's 366 because this year is a leap year, so I got an extra day in there. And you're also going to journal 365 days. I have this app that I use every day, and I was counting that as my journal, but something magical happens, Milan. When you put your hands to a pencil or a pen and put that onto paper, as you write it out, Not only are you thinking about it, now you're visually seeing it, so now it's ingraining into your brain exactly the things that either you want to accomplish, if they're goal, or the experience that you're having in this moment. And I do want to talk a little bit about presence today, how important it is to be present right here, right now, not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about what happened yesterday, because those things, all they do is get a, get us out of living our purpose each and every single day. So back to your question, yes, every single day I get up and I journal. Every single day I'll either read a book or I'll listen to a good audio book. Every single day I do the the, the habits that serve me, because if I'm no longer At my A game, what's gonna happen to my wife, my kids, my employees, and those that rely on me to be on top of my game? Because as soon as we stop, we go backwards.
0: Yeah, you're you're definitely right. Like when you said, um, you know, if you're not living, you're dying. Like those are the only two choices. You know, either you progress or you get worse. Like you can't really stay the same. (laughs) And it's, it's definitely advantageous to put forth your best effort just one day at a time. You know, and to be in the moment because they say, you know, God is always in the moment. You know, time doesn't matter to him. So when we're like him, we're truly our most powerful in the moment.
1: That's absolutely correct. And the reality is, is time is an illusion. That is something that man created. And the reality is, here's a a perfect example. How many times in our lives, when we really get involved with something that's like either life or death or the game is on the line and your back's against the wall, you're not thinking about anything else but right here, right now, and that's the presence I was speaking of. When you're in that space, they call it the flow zone. And it's in the zone. Like You see these basketball players they make shot after shot after shot. And this is what happens when you become present. The reality is most of us are so distracted about what's going to happen tomorrow, what didn't I do yesterday, uh, all these judgments and these comparison games that we play as human beings, the reality is we are not human beings. We are spiritual beings having a human experience.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. So this work that you know that you do, that I do, that people do when it has to do with their calling, it tends to be pretty rigorous. Why do you think that is? Why do you
1: think it's, it can be so hard sometimes? And here's here's a good thing for the listeners out there. I I just came across this about six months ago is that when we say the word hard? so see, I'm so in tune and so present to how people speak and the language and the things that we say, because you know this, Milan, is that as we think about things, as we speak about things, and as we do things, those things become reality. So even just thinking about something, you're gonna create something, right? So when you say hard, or you tell anybody of us, any of us tell ourselves that something is hard, what happens to the human mind is it shuts down. So when our mind shuts down, it doesn't go back into that creative mode of how to problem solve. So when we tell our brain that something is hard, the brain is like a light switch, it goes off. So what I like to say is it's a challenge if it's a challenge, the brain goes, "Oh, a challenge! I love a good challenge." How do I solve the problem? And all of a sudden, the mind starts working to resolve that issue.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. Part of the uh, the day one philosophy that um, I've been working on for a number of years talks about something similar. And it's just you know, instead of looking at it as hard, your obstacles just become an adventure. You're on one you know lifelong adventure, and yeah, there's ups and downs, but it's all trusting that it all works for your good and that it's making you better somehow it's making you better somehow it's getting you to where you need to be and i think that goes back to for me personally knowing my my purpose so that when things get quote unquote derailed other people might wonder you know how come you're not freaking out or how come you're not worried and it just goes back to me trusting that i know my purpose and i know like you said i know the who so i'm not
1: concerned with how i'm just concerned with who I love that. And what what I I picked up from what you were saying there is that life is a journey. There is no end. People say, well, when I do all these things at 65 years old, I'm going to retire. You shouldn't be thinking like that, in my opinion. You Mm -hmm. should be thinking about what can I do to serve the collective? Who can I serve today? So when I meet people, like, uh, this is a great insight for a lot of young entrepreneurs out there, a lot of people just getting into business. When you're going out there and the first thing you're thinking about is selling somebody, that's going to have a whole different energy as opposed to when I first meet you. Hey, Milan, my name is Joe Shermer. It's a pleasure to meet you. I said, how can I serve you today? What can I do for you today? And when you come with that type of energy, the people are like, wow. First thing they're going to say is, ma, who is this guy? Because he's coming to serve me. He's not looking to take something from me. So that's a whole different energy, number one. Number two is, they're always gonna remember how you made them feel with that first impression. And when you come from a place of sincerity and this is what you wanna do, guess what? It's always gonna happen for you. So one of my favorite sayings now is, as I got into this space of flow state all the time, this always happens to me because that's the intention that I set every minute of every day. Yeah, my wife, we were driving back from Chicago
0: the other day and she said the same thing, like her intention. Like she considers herself a healer and intention is part of that reason you know so she thinks you know whenever she touches somebody that her touch will bring healing and calm to their body or the words that she chooses to use she puts the positive intention behind them so that it's just more
1: effective and actually you know adds to the collective absolutely and i love that i cannot wait to meet your wife one day because as you set that intention and, 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 and visualize this, as she's touching people, visualize a white light going into their body or words of, of encouragement that she gives those people. That's a white light going into their body. So you're shedding your light with other people. And check this out. Every single one of us, everyone listening to this message right now, you have this little visualize this. You have this little flame in your heart, right? And every time you go out there and you share your heart with somebody, your flame gets a little bit bigger. Now, guess what? If you do that enough times, eventually that flame will turn into a blowtorch, and a blowtorch will not go out in the wind.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, on a on a lighter note, what uh, what makes you laugh? We talked about some serious things. What's what's funny to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and uh, Robin Williams came on the TV set. And Jim Carrey comes to mind when, when you think of laughing, right? So every time that you get into a space where things are so serious and people take things so serious, I believe one of the greatest traits you have as a person is being funny. So being spontaneous, when you, when you th- think about being laughing and stuff, just coming up with stuff and, and catch people off guard. So especially in a tense situation, how do we make people adjust their thought process away from fear doubt, anxiety, worry into a state of laughing because we know when we smile, it releases endorphins into the body. So I encourage everybody right now just to smile as you're thinking about this. Think of the one person that's the most funniest person you ever heard of, like Eddie Murphy, growing up as a kid and and Arsenio Hall and all these comedians out there in the world. As as people start to smile and that feel good oxytocin and, and serotonin, all those, of- We're a natural drugstore. As we release that into our body, guess what? We start to heal ourselves. Our immune system goes up. So just smile. Watch something funny. Even, like, do a challenge for yourself. Every 30 days, I'm going to go watch a comedian, watch a one- to two-minute skit of a comedian today so I can smile and laugh to to take my mind off of all these distractions in the world today. And that goes back to being present. Yeah, because, Leah, definitely when you're laughing, you're not thinking about anything else. You're definitely
0: in the moment right there.
1: A perfect example for you the other day, we were watching the um, Hangover movie, my wife and I, and that actor comes on there and he starts saying these crazy stuff about, uh, suck up my nuts! Mother effer, right? I, and me and her just started cracking nuts. He says, <laughs> and the two of us laughed so hard, tears coming down our face. I was like, that is some funny stuff and that is how we're supposed to be and in, my, in one of my chapters in my book I talk about godlike and childlike and when you're childlike that's being godlike because we're not worried about anybody else saying about us and they're just laughing and playing and at that moment we are just being childlike godlike we were just laughing tears were flowing down our eyes it could be something as, as silly as that but as long as you're laughing enjoying life that's what god wants for all of us
0: yeah i think that being like a child is so important like it's mentioned countless times in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. You know, Jesus saying, you know, unless you're like these little ones, you won't see the kingdom of heaven. And that's something that kids definitely do is they smile and they laugh all the time. And it's it's one of those cliches, you know, they say like laughter is the best medicine, but it's really true. It does invigorate you. It does trigger things in your brain. And even if you just try to smile, your brain doesn't know that you're not happy. So it'll just react like you're happy which is pretty cool
1: so making... one thing i can always remember growing up milan as you're talking about that childlike thing it reminds me of children and animals they both have that same instinct right there's no filter so to speak so a child and the animal will sense things and pick up energy because as you know energy is everything they can sense when you're stressed they can sense when you're worried they can sense when you're fearful so when we become that childlike, God-like image, that is the image of God.
0: Yeah, joyous, wondrous, full of adventure and creativity, absolutely. So what's,
1: uh, what's a typical day like for you?
0: Do you keep a pretty
1: rigid routine? So that's one of the things I definitely want want to talk about today was creating the habits that serve you, right? So every single day I get up, I brush my teeth, I take some essential oils when I'm done with my teeth. I go and I take my vitamins. I take my OPC-3, which I've been taking for about four years now. And at 53 years old, I have no pain in my body. Uh, I used to have elbow pain and knee pain, but I've been working out for four years straight. I'm back to my army weight. So back in the military, I weighed 170, so I lost 17 pounds. And I believe that a lot of the inflammation that I was putting into my body was the food, alcohol, and all these things that don't serve the temple, right? That's our body. We talked about health, how important that is. So every single day, it's the same routine. I get up. What am I thankful for? What am I grateful for? I set the intention for the day. What am I doing today? What are the three things I want to accomplish? And I go and do my vitamins. I go ahead and do my uh, prayer meditation. And then I go ahead and start my day. And I usually have a checklist of anywhere from 40 to 50 items per day. And I'll get through 80 to 85% of those. So that's a great routine, and and I celebrate my wins on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, because that's one thing we don't do enough of is celebrating our wins, because celebrating our wins creates momentum, and creating momentum is going to allow you to reach those goals that we spoke about every 100 days, reset, 100 days, new goals, reset, do the habits that serve you, serves your family, serves your kids, serves your community, serves your employees, serves the collective, serves the whole. Yes. Service is a a
0: huge thing. And I think that's a a big teaching of Jesus was his service. You know, he didn't mind doing things for other people. He wasn't there to be served. And I think if you can keep that mindset, no matter what business you're in, it really does pay off. And like you said, you know, especially for, you know, young entrepreneurs, they want to see how much they can get rather than how much they can give. And I think, especially starting off, that's the wrong mindset. You need to figure out how much you can give so that you can find the right things and you can be in the right places because I think a lot of your purpose when you live in it is about giving, you know, what problems are you solving for yourself and other people?
1: How, how do your words positively affect other people? Things like that. Absolutely. And as you were speaking about that, Milan, here's what's coming through. This is very, very important. Everybody listen to this message right now. Listen closely. There's a huge difference between serving And saving, if you try and save people, and that was one of my biggest patterns that I'm still working on today to break that pattern of saving people, you cannot want it more than somebody else wants it for themselves. So what I used to do is go out there and look to save people, hire people in the wrong position, lend money out, and all these other things I did for people. In the end, the Savior always gets crucified. Every single time from day one every savior has been crucified but to come to serve is a whole different energy because the other person is a willing recipient to grow and if they don't want to grow if they don't want to work they don't want to do anything else for anybody else but focus on themselves you have to pray for them bless them and walk away yeah sometimes walking away that's the hardest part because people um I
0: notice that people will stay in a situation because it's familiar rather than walking away to something that's greater when it's not right. And it's interesting that humans, we're the only life on this planet because of our free will that we can choose to do what's not right or choose to do what's not healthy or choose to do what's not in our best interest. But all other life on the planet, plant, animal, doesn't matter, they all live to do things that serve their purpose. And I think we can take a, a, a definite definite cue from nature on that, that doing things, like you said, that serve your purpose, that serve yourself and your family and, and help you get to the goals that you set for
1: yourself. You just said something very, very important right there, Milan. So I want to touch on this a little bit, is that choice. Every single day, as a human being on this earth, we are the only species that are on this earth that has a choice everybody else is it's already like you just said the birds every the animals they're just out there fighting for every single day life to find food find shelter but we as human beings have a choice so how you choose to show up each and every day being present in the moment who are you coming to serve are you getting better than you were yesterday one of the things i visualize in my meditations is the version of me yesterday dying and i'll actually have a ceremony we play taps and that version of me is laid to rest and all of a sudden to the left hand side of that out of the ground comes the new version of me similar to the jesus right i, I visualize this now what can i do today is this new and approved version all the things that i've learned in my former selves going forward what can i do this day and then tomorrow do the same thing bury that version of myself thank him for his service play taps and be reborn the next day. Because the reality is we are not promised tomorrow. All we have is right here, right now, this moment, today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't drag the the past into your present moment. Because in that space, you're doing yourself a disservice and everybody else around you that's counting on you to show up at your highest version of yourself. I couldn't agree with you more. It keeps making me think about
0: like the day one, um, like my book and my philosophy is that you know you have to you have to live in the now, always, because the past is really just comes down to just memories, you know you can't do anything about it, and I mean there's issues you know that you can fix that were in the past, but like forgiving yourself, starting anew, starting fresh every single day, really, wipes the guilt away from you, and I think that goes back to. You know, like you said, being godlike and being childlike is just the ability to move forward, no matter what. And I think for a lot of people, that's really hard. But it's the scariest
1: slash most exciting, greatest thing you can do. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I, I really wanted to bring home for the listeners, everybody listen to this message today, every single day that you wake up, the first thing I do is I set the intention for the day. The second thing I do is go into gratitude, right? So what are, my, what are three things I can be grateful for? It can be as simple as a roof over my head, food on the table, breathing fresh, clean air, a healthy body. I think about health a lot. So when you set that intention upon awakening is what are we going to put into your mouth? And every time I go to put food into my mouth, Milan, I say, is this serving my temple? Is this serving my body? Is this serving their greater good? Because we can put that cookie in our mouth. We can put those chips in our mouth. We can put those snacks in our mouth. And is that going to help the body or is that going to hinder the body? And yes, I'm not saying we should be perfect human beings. Nobody's perfect, by the way. It's an illusion, but... The things that we put in our bodies on a daily basis over the long term, that is called health care. If you want to go to a hospital because you're not putting the right things in your mouth, that is called sick care. There's a big difference between health care and sick care. I cannot tell you the last time I've been to the hospital, last time I've been sick because of my thoughts, my actions, and the things that I put into my body are in alignment with my purpose. My purpose. And every single day, I just live my purpose today.
0: That's awesome. And that's good to hear. And I, I think it's people like you with that mindset. And I know we're not alone in that same mindset, but, but it's so powerful of a ripple effect for other people. And I think especially it's really powerful in these times that we're in because so many people are looking for something greater. They're looking for something outside of themselves. They are looking to be more powerful and to get more out of life and i think it's a great time for the Rises one movement i think it's a great time for the day one philosophy i think it's a great time for people like you and i just being public and i i'm thankful that we live in this time because we have the means that we do you know it's a lot easier to like you said you're posting videos every day and 10 years ago that would have been almost impossible unless you were like working for Microsoft or something. So I'm really thankful for that. I always add that into it that, you know, it reminds me that I'm in the right space and time that I'm supposed to be in and to take advantage of these things, you know, have the podcast, have the the Instagram and, and put your words and your truth out there because you never know how many people it's gonna affect. And your life is so much better when you don't pretend to be someone else. And I, I see you definitely being yourself, and it's really powerful. And I can see why a lot of people are attracted to your movement, and attracted to everything that you do. On another note, though, I know you're married. I know your wife supports your journey, but who else supports your journey that you're on?
1: Yeah, I tell you, I have to give a lot of credit to my wife that put up with all my BS over the years. Like back when I was doing real estate, I remember back in 2005, 2006, 2007, I was working from eight o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, and then I'd be so wound up by the time I got home, I wouldn't fall asleep till like 12:31 o'clock in the morning. So I remember, I, re- I re- very, very, it's like yesterday. I can visualize this in my mind. She looked me right in my eyes after one year of doing this, this incredible work ethic. She goes, am I ever going to see you? And I looked her right in the eye. I says, you're going to see me when I retire at 50 years old. And when I retired at 50 years old, guess what? I still didn't see her as much because I'm not going to slow down. I'm still that same person. So regardless if I had to work, or I didn't have to work. I still have all these things going on. So I was like, listen, I said, here's what I'm going to do. Make sure. And if I'm not doing this, I want you to kick me in the nuts because I want to give you exactly what you deserve and you deserve." unconditional love. Number one, you, you deserve my presence and we deserve to at least have one day a week, a date night where we can sit down, what's going on in our lives. Uh, when we first started doing these date nights, I used to pretend it was a big bucket. Okay. Stuff that we're thinking right now into the bucket. Let's get it out of the way first and foremost. So before we get to the restaurant, we can sit down and have a nice conversation about what we're going to do moving forward. So that allowed us to clear the space to let all the energy go to where today I'm just so proud of my wife. She, uh, she, We just got back from an event up in Connecticut. She got up and spoke, and this young man walked up to her. She goes, ma'am, he says, um, I hope I find a queen like you one day. And I was like, that that really says a lot about the work that we do every single day. Because like let's face it, when we're in it, we don't really see what's going on. So first and foremost, it's definitely going to be my wife. My father was a huge inspiration in my life. There's, here's a man that went through a divorce at 12 When I was 12 years old and he had four kids, never received alimony, never received anything, government assistance or nothing, he went out and he refinanced the house. He paid off my mom half the value of that house. He took his half and he invested it into a vending company. And through that vending company and his hard work, watching this every single day, he was able to support the four of us to where I am the man I am today, knowing that I watched him Put his Basically, when your life is on the line is what it was. He just stepped forward with power, with certainty. And like you said, the laughter, he was laughing all the time. He was playing softball. He would go golfing, he would go bowling. He was still serving himself, but he was serving his family first and foremost. So that's the second person. The third thing, we have a brotherhood here, as you know, in the le- next level. These guys, I mean, we would go to war with each other. We we would die for each other.
0: Joe and I have known each other for just over a year now. We met at a conference, the Next Level Conference in New York, and hit it off right away, connected right away. And I think it's because something in him resonated with something in me.
1: Yeah, so people can get a hold of me. They can follow me on Facebook, Joe Shermer, S-C-H-I-R-M-E-R. I'm also on Instagram, same name. On YouTube, I got a bunch of the uh, Facebook Lives we have on YouTube. I have a bunch of podcasts from a year ago. I was doing the Rise As One podcast a year ago. Uh, they, can, they can reach out to uh, riseasonepodcast at gmail.com. I, I'm just blessed. I tell you, Milan, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so fortunate to be in this space right now, right here. And like you, like you were saying earlier, is that I believe there's no coincidences in life. I believe we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Everything's happening for us, not to us. And everything that happens in our lives is making us stronger for tomorrow because we have no idea what the creator has in store for us. Our job is to get stronger a little bit each and every day. So whatever the challenges are gonna come down the road, we're ready for them. And that's ultimately how you're gonna live your purpose because each and every one of us has a gift. And as long as we're living our gift, so you might not be the smartest person, the most wealthiest person, but you have a gift. And when you share your gift, Something magical happens, and, and the un, and the unlimited energy that you're going to get once you start living your purpose and sharing your gift is that heart, that little flame in your heart I was talking about earlier. As that heart flame starts getting bigger, and you start sharing and sharing it and serving and 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 benefiting the collective. Watch how fast everything shifts for you. And then a lot of these listeners listening today are going to start sounding like me in two or three years because I've been on this journey for so long. I just operate at this space of abundance. And that's available to everybody.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Well, thanks again, brother. I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast, sharing your story, sharing your wisdom.
1: All right. So I'm going to leave everybody with three things today. Here's three things I'm going to leave you with today. Number one, be grateful and practice being grateful every single day. Three things you can be grateful for. Number two, show and tell love to somebody every single day. Call somebody, text somebody. Email somebody, just let them know you're thinking about them. You you have no idea the impact that'll have. And the third thing is, get better than you were yesterday. Do not compare yourselves to others, just do you.